Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Well guys, welcome back for another week of my episode. Um, this week rather quiet from the market side point of view. Um, basically Monday there was a bank holiday uh, basically Labor Day in uh, in America. So when the when American actually go on a holiday in the stock market, uh, the rest of the the world trading seems to be you know somehow subdued. It's quite uh, slow. And suddenly Tuesday, when Dow Jones comes back and it's down about six hundred points, and uh, basically a lot of uh, things going on with te- Tesla and Apple and some funny news saying SoftBank in Japan already have apparently uh, bet big on the uptrend in the in U.S. stock market and um, bought a lot of calls, I think 30 billions or something. And then the mini does based on Tesla and Apple. And then somehow they have um, already um, well um, sold about 20 billions or something worth of calls and then make a lot of money out of Tesla and Apple. And uh, it's still got about 10 billion left, so still in the market, but the uh, amount of money have already, you know, uh, taken take off the table, so to speak. And people have been speculating this may be the cause of the recent volatility in NASDAQ making it going down, so who knows? But then, the, um, from, from my point of view, as far as I'm concerned, um, um, always after the fact, then we will find out, you know, during the news, during the time when things happening, no one really knows what's actually going on. And um, everybody just guess and guess and second guess until then, sometime later, then you find out uh, it's a combination of other things. Uh, who knows what's happened, but uh, it probably contribute a little bit uh, down to that um, because of the uh, soft bank activity. Um, oil, pri- uh, oil prices seems to have gone down a bit, and um, that's what I said uh, um, last week already. So just continue. Gold seems to be um, having a bit of uh, um, range-bound activity, which I say previously as well. Won't, won't go past much above 1950 and won't go down below 1900 So just this $50, but just going round and round. It's sort of forming a triangle that um, with a decreasing height, but still, you know, won't break the... 1900, 1920 area. So uh, just a little bit of coil and see which way it breaks. I mean, the uh, chart formation is most likely going to go down, but um, my trend following 280 system already said it, it goes going down anyway. Uh, it's a sell. Uh, we see when it will uh, make a big break, but as far as trend following concern, it just still uh, short term wise still down. Um, Overall, then, then you have the, of course, the dollar uh, index seems to try to recover, and it's failing. It's not, won't go past about 93, so don't know what's happening here as well. Um, and then, of course, uh, Thursday and Friday, Wednesday as well, the market just up and down, up and down a bit. I think that what worthwhile mentioning um, over the week is, um, I say last week as well already, the closer we go closer to the U.S. Uh, election, the more volatile the market will be. I mean, at the moment, uh, I think Thursday, um, American government said they were forking 1,000 Chinese student fees to say those uh, students are not really studying or they only go to America to steal things or to uh, basically learn about American technology and then share with the military in China or with the Chinese government or something, or through some link anyway, some something that just uh, a bit silly as, as well. Um, the Those... Chinese students always been there, so always most likely been feted, you know, when you get a visa and stuff. And all of a sudden, you say one thousand of them are not good enough, don't come over. 
But um, as far as I'm concerned, it's more like a show. I'm not sure how many Chinese students actually been tra- traveling around the world and go to uh, another country to study, you know, go back to university at the moment. But um, I mean, judging from where I am, I'm in Bath. It's got a Bath University here in UK. I hardly see much Chinese students. A lot of the rental houses, particularly for students, are still empty with a less sign on it. So I'm not quite sure how many international students are actually running around. So 1,000 of them. Um, yeah, don't go to the US, but you know, maybe a lot of them actually go online. So it's actually stopping them learning from online. Um, I think like a couple of months ago, um, I think um, some big university in America already moaned about challenging the US government for stopping st- uh, students coming back from China, that kind of thing. And um, this uh, only small token to, you know, um, to go basically stop some of the Chinese students going to America, but it's not going to be that much, and most likely, I think, because the pandemic is still quite bad in Europe, uh, UK as well, and of course in America, I think a lot of Chinese students probably continue studying and over, over internet kind of thing. So it's not much going to happen uh, uh, on the, on that side. And uh, of course, the other thing worth mentioning is the U.S. ban on cotton uh, from China in Xinjiang Air uh, Province because uh, um, there's a belief that um, those people have uh, been in um, forced education, educational center, uh, basically. Um, um, basically, the the um, the organization they're just forcing people to to do work and then use the labor to you know um, exporting stuff to other countries. But but that being said, I think with any other countries, with um, the jails and full of people, and some of them, um, some of the the inmates uh, um, that is. Um, uh, try to get them by, by the whatever local government who give them jobs, local jobs. Some of them actually do like postcard or some toys or, or something or clothes or washing or, or, or some sort of thing. And then we sell it back into the country or maybe some got export. So this is all new. But um, yeah, of course, China have always have an educational center. Um, um, this kind of thing, it, there might be forced work in there, that kind of stuff. But uh, why is it suddenly being brought up, you know, um, this has been <laughs> always a uh, one of the main points in, in China, I believe, and uh, it's been just played and played. So just like go in hand in hand with uh, what the U.S. government is actually doing, bring up a lot of anti-Chinese um, stuff out during the um, the election. So if we go closer to election uh, in uh, early. Um, November, I believe there'll be a lot more of discount news just causing the market go up in that meantime because um, traders worry about the relationship go further s- south between US and China. And um, yeah, so the market is up and down, but the thing is when this uh, up and down is actually going on, gold is not profiting much, so that says a lot. And also the US index, uh, dollar index is not going down, breaking down like Everybody else said, you know, there's some news I think came out yesterday or today saying um, U.S. government overspent, like, um, deficit this year. It's like $3 trillion or something. It, it spent, like, total of $6 trillion this year so far. Not um, in 2020, it's not finished yet. And only taking, like, $3 trillion, uh, in taxes. But um, so they have a deficit above $3 trillion, uh, mostly because of the paying, paying to people to keep the jobs or kind of thing. Uh, same as uh, if uh, most Western countries in the world, but um, that sort of um, probably come to an end soon. Um, the, um, so what happened to October when uh, when it's coming? What in about two weeks or three weeks time? It's October, and then October is a uh, normally quite a volatile 
um, time for a lot of um, stock markets in general. I'm not saying every October we'll have a crash or something, but um, this time um, there might be one because this this is uh, closer to election. So always election uh, October seems to be you know a lot of activities going on, and this time of course is uh, China America relations trade relations uh, it's going to be uh, on on the play so to speak and um, it probably going to uh, uh, a lot of volatility going around in the market and uh, what um, going to happens to people um, trading I'm not quite sure and then also we've also with this um, pandemic a lot of people new people new trader young trader going to Robin Hood in America and causing the Nasdaq index gone up so much and uh, effectively, just you know, I got nothing much to do. Um, got government money, just just trade and just like make some money, that kind of things. And uh, those people haven't really gone through like perhaps, you know, two thousand seven, two thousand three, those kind of time when um, a lot of people lose the share, so to speak. So we just will, we'll basically see how how bad things might get, and then how quickly, you know, those uh, Robin Hood people, um, young young trader get get killed, so to speak. But overall, the market in general is quite um, quiet as far as I'm concerned. There's a breakdown, of course, with the Nasdaq last week already, and so is um, um, Dow Jones and S&P 500, but nothing much major, just basically stopping the recent advance since March, and then uh, really just going to be side trade, so rather relatively quiet week. So um, next will be the update of my current portfolio. First of the bat is uh, Apple. So um, short term is uh, sell, just like same as last week. Now medium term is also changed to neutral. Long term is still a buy. So the, um, that's for Apple. Amazon um, similar to Apple again. Um, short term is sell, similar last week. But this week, uh, both new um, medium term and long term are changed to neutral. Uh, so basically, the Nasdaq um, recent hiccup last week or so um, basically causes a lot of major, you know, stuff um, um, component of it to actually go sideways a bit, and um, we just have to wait and see what what happens. Uh, the other thing worth mentioning next is, uh, of course, the USD versus um, um, well, Australian dollar versus USD. Um, for this time now. Um, Short term is a sell, long term, medium term still a buy. For this one, if you actually look at the actual chart itself, this has been um, like a major buy since March, so to speak, and has been doing pretty well for a lot of um, people who have uh, basically hang on with their fingertips because a lot of it is, um, you know, could be quite volatile at times. But um, people might say uh, it's trend following. I mean, general question is uh, can I do trend following with. Um, uh, um, currency pairs and those this this pairs Australian dollar against US dollar for this time it really shows you how how to actually works it out in a trend following and on, on what uh, during about March 26th um, there was a signal short terms and then basically only just you know um, last Friday has, there's been um, basically more or less a, a signal to say get out so it's more like you know six months uh, five months, six months, that kind of thing of a trend, and then it, it was moved from what it's um, about um, 0.61 to now to 0.72, 0.73, that kind of area. So it's quite quite a lot, you know, uh, earning about like 20, 30 percent, uh, moving up appreciation that way, and at the same time, you know, when um, 
a lot of shares have also recovered as well, but not as, um, the other one more, a lot more volatile, but you can see it in the Australian dollars against US dollars. I mean, um, for this trend, this pair has been uh, doing pretty well. So this basically shows the power of trend folding. And also shows that you need to be patient if you use trend folding for currency pairs. Um, sometimes um, trends are very hard to come by, it really depends on which pairs that you caught. But when it comes that you just need to be there, otherwise you won't have um, caught it on time, so to speak. Um, also, this uh, it tells you a lot about patience. You need to be patient and then uh, keep keep track of it. And for this one particular one, if you have bet um, using pirating, uh, you also earn a lot of money. But the other thing is uh, um, when you are trading a trend, a long-term trend, uh, and you try to get out um, because you worry about the profits, I think you need to... Uh, um, listen to Tom Basel, uh, um a view on silver well, on one of Michael Covell's uh, episodes. I think it's uh, one of the earlier one when Michael Covell, um, trend following basically, uh, first started an uh, interview um, um, Tom Basel on one of his episodes. His, uh, his, um, his silver trade, uh, it took him basically quite, quite a while wide. You know, you make him like, you know, he was only trading less than 100 grand in, in the account. And then the, the silver trade was actually gone up like um, half a million at a time, as high as half a million. But then when actually close on, you earn like 250 or 300,000 uh, or something. But uh, that was in like two or three months, that trend was basically quite wild. And a similar here to Australian dollar against US dollar this time. It just go up and down, up and down. And it, it can be wild at times. And you just basically have to know... Um, um, hang on, so to speak. Don't don't let uh, the market volatility shake you out, and you just so long as you follow uh, your system. And sometimes it could take some time, you know. And uh, and also um, this Australian dollar against US dollar trade, and it closes. It's not as wild. It took a long time, and it's a lot of side trade and slowly going up and up. So it took a lot of patience. But at least at the end, when you uh, when the trend changes, there's no such a big sudden reversal like what we see in last stack for the last couple of weeks. You know come down and uh, so this basically is, is quite a good example so how trend forwarding happens but um, um, it's up to you you want to use um, trend forwarding for um, for currency pairs or not it, it does takes a lot of uh, of patience to, so to speak but if you're, if you're interested just go into your chart and just look at Australian dollar against US dollars and look at since end of March to, to now the type of you know the graph co configurations and you know and just plug in your own equation. The two ATLs uh, system is quite quite simple. Basically, anything. The price so far above two two ATL, just stay stay on. Below two ATL, you just sell. That that's as simple as that. A very simple system for trend following, and it can capture quite a bit of money. Next is uh, Ben Crude. And I say earlier, both Ben Crude and uh, WTI US Crude are have sort of um, changed size last week, and. Um, Short term wise, it's continued to be a sell. Medium term is still neutral. Long term is a sell as well. So this is slowly coming down again. It's similar to US dollar, um, uh, Austrian dollar against US dollar. So end of March, there's like a slow movement going up and up and up and touches and I think broke above the 200 days moving average. But slowly, um, it's just very slowly that the movement just. Um, Die dies out and then now um, it has problem continue to stay above to the day moving average and now we sort of gone below that so um, again this one uh, need to trade with patience but as far as I'm concerned um, 
40 marks, I say before, is around right. You know, that's like just before the pandemic. Uh, people started to come back out again, so to speak, from the home. Um, work is uh, relatively um, affected. Well, a lot of people trade, international trade issues, well, be- mostly between China and uh, and U.S. And um, so um, the use of petrol is not going to be a lot because a lot of people also at home are staying home, working from home, not traveling a lot as well, and worry about uh, the, the coronavirus being spread around that kind of thing. But I think 40 marks is about right, and uh, there might be some dips you know, going back down a bit again. But I think slowly, I mean, um, it's going to be uh, finding its equilibrium now. And uh, we just have to wait and see how, how it goes. But uh, for the time being, both uh, Bank crude and uh, WTI crude is a sell soft term. Next is uh, DAX. Um, DAX um, basically is still buy uh, short term, medium term is neutral, long term is still buy. Dow Jones um, from last week basically short term is a sell, medium term now change to neutral, long term is still buy. FTSE 100 in UK, um, this one short term change to buy though. And short term, medium term, short term change to buy, medium term, long term is still a sell. Um, gold, like I said earlier, short term is a sell, medium is neutral at the moment, long term is still a buy. So nothing much happens uh, apart from that uh, for triangle formation. So it seems to stop between 1950 and uh, 1900. So just have to watch, see which way the wind blows, so to speak. Um, uh, the other thing I want to say about gold is um, there might be a uh, flag, so to speak, a triangle formations happening um however as far as trend following goes you should not double guess or use this for flag as a confirmation that uh it's definitely going to break below 1900 um don't don't get sucked into that so god remember let the market tell you what to do use the end of day data plug in your own equation and this depends on what the outcome of that equation that become your judgment to buy, to sell, or to st- uh, on hold, or stand aside, that kind of thing. Don't try to double guess. I spend, uh, this is a golden nugget for you guys. I um, basically lost a lot of money by double guessing. Sometimes I guess it right, I feel like I'm Superman. A lot of time though, I lost, and um, I basically um, lose out a lot. So this one, if you guess um, continuously, you don't, um, um, trust your system and keep on just going all the way around as well, don't have a system. And the other thing is, uh, you, if you guess and use chart, chart is just probabilities, uh, not necessarily going up and down uh, in, in the way that the, the chart has always sell, uh, tell you, so you might as well just use a more systematic way. Um, this is more my cup of tea, using a systematic way um, than losing uh, money by guessing, uh, so to speak. So uh, uh, make sure you don't guess and just wait for your system to tell you what to do next. Uh, next is Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong. Short term this week have changed to sell now. Medium term is neutral. Long term is also sell. So um, if you look at the Hang Seng Index, uh, last month or two has been slowly forming a uh, triangle as well. Uh, but uh, you can, this one is um, basically, I think it can go both ways. It seems to have shown little tail going down at the moment, but it's not moving down quickly. But it does uh, seem to have sh- show a... Uh, from trend following um, um, way when you're looking at it, short term is still it's definitely a sell and it might just continue uh, to show down so um, just watch out. Next is NASDAQ, um, it sells short term, medium term is a buy, long term is a neutral. Um, so um, yeah like I said last week or so I mean things has moved quite drastically um, from the, the March low and then come up to to a really recent high. Um, it seems to be, and you know, I said before, um, when um, I 
company, a big company, start to split itself out um, at the to- uh, somehow it's so the top of the market for this case. So in this instance, it's Apple and Tesla. Uh, after the split, uh, basically um, Nasdaq basically just sort of fall, fall down. Now the SoftBank thing, I'm not sure uh, it would actually contribute, probably most likely, but uh, would it be that much, you know, like like uh, Tesla when actually, I think it was like after the split, it's like $500. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, two thousand, two thousand five hundred marks or something before the split, and after the split, um, it become like four hundred, four fifty, and then now suddenly dropped down to like three twenty, three something, or three fifty area. So um, it's quite a big jump, you know, kept down like twenty percent. You 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 look at it that way. So um, um, so cost of Nasdaq, of course, I mean, going down as well. But just have to wait and see what's happening next. Um, a K225 in Japan, um, this is the rare one that um, short term is survive, medium term is neutral, long term is survive. This one a bit sideways trade, but it's much better than the European um, as well as America or the Chinese or Hong Kong uh, index. It's still making hay, so it's, uh, it's slowly creeping up slowly, uh, it's making money. So um, just, just stay on that one. Next is silver, just like this uh, gold brother, uh, short term is a sell, medium long term is still a buy from that one. Quite a bit volatile, but not as smart yet, uh, not as bad as gold. Next is USD again, Chinese yuan. Um, well, basically sell across the board, short term, medium term, long term still sell. That means the Chinese yuan is uh, strengthening against US dollars. There's talks also, I think, already said um, the Chinese going to sell some more of uh, US treasury um, and Chinese has always been pretty well timed when they actually buy and sell the U.S. Treasury. There's also a, um, of course, the trade relations between the two countries could also uh, use an excuse. But from from you know putting my Chinese hat on, <laughs> being a Hong Kong Chinese myself, I think the Chinese government are very subtle when they actually buy and sell uh, U.S. dollars, the um, uh, Treasury bond. They needs it. And um, they always have a good track record of when they buy and when they sell. It's very much like a business for them. They actually basically, I think that signal is uh, basically saying um, the U.S. dollar may be overvalued at uh, at the moment. So that's why they sort of like sell them down and just basically you know, get a bit more money on that. And uh, we see, just have to see how it goes. Next is uh, U.S. dollar against Japanese yen. Short term is a buy, medium term, long term is a sell. Uh, not much movement here, it's just about more sideways move on uh, US dollar against Japanese yen. Next is um, British pound against Japanese yen and uh, British pounds against US dollar. So first, for, for, for British pound against Japanese yen, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. For British pound against US dollar, short term is also a sell, medium and long term is neutral. So um, for the last week or two, uh, this well, basically for yeah, last week basically just like you know uh, halting, you know um, the the trend is moving on the sideways, and uh, obviously the short term is going to sell now. Um, the spat between um, uh, UK and uh, Europe, you know, try to have a no no uh, no trade deal, uh, UK exit from the from the European zone, causes a bit jittery, and um, I just have to wait and see how it goes. But I think. Um, both at the end of the day, this is just my guess. <laughs> uh, British are very good at uh, politics. I think at the end of the day, is uh, they might threaten to walk away. But at the end of the day, I think it's in both countries, um, eurozone as well as uh, UK interest to have some sort of deal, rather than you know going back to World Trade uh, Organization's uh, rules, which is uh, a bit more um, 
less um, less um, loose, you know, um, less appropriate, so to speak, for both countries. So we just see how it goes. I think it's just a lot of politics going on at the moment. I'm bending that kind of thing. Uh, next is uh, Bitcoin against, uh, basically, yeah, Bitcoin. Short term is um, sell. Medium and long term is neutral. No different from last week. Um, yeah, Bitcoin to me, as far as I'm concerned, is a bit of a disappointment. Um, it's not <laughs> going anywhere once it's broken above the 10,000 mark. Uh, next um, is TLT, um, basically the iShare 20 plus ETF. Um, short term is a buy now, uh, same as last week, and medium neutral. Um, long term is also neutral as well. Um, not much, much happening over here. It's just basically um, when the mean index is down, people is just going back to um, um, buying more treasury bonds. Um, next, uh, last but not least, is Tesla. So, like, same as last week, short term is a sell, medium term, and long term is still a buy. So, um, like I said earlier, it seems to have lost 10, 15 to 20% since it split. And um, I, I personally think Tesla is a great company. But yes, I do feel it's a bit over, over value. But what I feel and what the market do is totally different things. So it's only just, you know, sort of the market wakes up and say it might be a bit more over, over value and then uh, going to sell in short term. But who knows what's going to happen next. But this is a great company. I wouldn't be surprised actually break up into different things, you know. Um, one for the one for IT department, especially the you know the self drive thing. I'm sure can be used for a lot of other stuff as well. Um, then the actual car itself, you know. Um, we just have to wait and see. Basically, yeah, this is the end of my um, update for this week, and I speak to you next week. Bye for now. Happy trading. <laughs>